Welcome to Bible Studies for Life. This is the adult podcast, and I'm Lynn Pryor, and I'm joined from my ever-faithful sidekick, Chris Johnson. <laughs> I love it when you call me your sidekick, Lynn. Yeah. Great to be with you, man. Yeah, Chris, it's a good, because in this COVID world, uh, we're all living in this world now. We just don't see people like we used to. And so um, here we are. We're actually doing this podcast via Zoom. So Chris has the privilege of seeing my face. Uh, but more so than seeing Chris, we're getting to see our guest today. And that is Marshall Wilburn. Marshall, thank you for taking the time to meet with us today. Well, I thank you for allowing me to be here with you today. All right. And so I'm going to steal just a little bit of Chris's thunder here, but we're launching into a new study, but we're launching into a study on sharing our faith that Marshall wrote. And so uh, that we had to have Marshall be a part of this, uh, this discussion about this. And Marshall, we are going to have you on on another episode, too, uh, just because uh, just love your heart and your passion as you talked about this. It's always of great value for our, um, those who listen to the podcast to have a chance to listen to and hear uh, from the author. So we have uh, we find that uh, we get a lot of response from that. And I think it I think it helps in the whole study uh, when they hear from you from the beginning. So thank you for taking the time to do this. Yes. Well, I'm so appreciative of being here and privileged and honored to be sharing the space with you. Well, Marshall, let's talk a little bit about your background, because you are an urban missionary planter. Am I saying that correctly? I didn't say that correctly. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of titles all in one. <laughs> sure. Uh, church tell us- planting urban missionary. That's, okay. That's- <laughs> now, here's what I love about what Marshall does. When you think about a missionary, missionaries go someplace to serve. Marshall didn't go. This is, you're in your own turf your own backyard yes i i didn't have to travel far literally my husband and i say that you know uh god just called us right across the bridge to to (laughs) ministry here in in the san francisco bay area but yes uh i was born in socal but pretty much a san francisco bay area native all of my life with a few exceptions and um this is where the lord called us to ministry so we've been here on the ground for about 20 years uh, but, you know, what I think is great about that, Marshall, is, you know, most times when missionaries go someplace, there's that little bit of learning the context and people oftentimes learning to trust them. Yet yeah. for you, you are already among, they knew you, you didn't have to, you know, earn their, earn their trust. Exactly. And, and you know, the culture. Yes. Yes. So we cheated. We, we, we got, you know, we have a little bit of a handicap curve in the sense of we pretty much knew the territory. We were open for God to send us wherever he chose for us to go. And he literally just said, I'm sending you right across the bridge. So we embraced that and we looked at it as an opportunity to help others who were coming from other areas to do ministry here, to help them to navigate it and to be effective in doing so. So one of the things we mentioned when we were talking earlier before we started recording was um, one of the dynamics of of the culture that you're, you're in is that it's multicultural. Can you talk about that just a little bit? Oh, yes, most definitely. Uh, I believe there are over 191 languages here. 
wow. in the San Francisco Bay Area. So just to give you a context on that, my 15-year-old son, his favorite food is chicken tiki masala, which is an <laughs> Indian. So, I mean, because that's, you know, we eat everything. We can have just about everything because it's all here in our area. But that's very challenging when you talk about trying to do ministry and to reach people from, from a variety of different cultures, ethnic backgrounds, socioeconomic, all of that. Um, it's a lot to navigate. So it takes a great deal of intention. That's great. Wow. Now you'll, we won't, you won't know this uh, as you get into your group study, you won't know this from the first session, but as you continue reading the sessions, you're also going to discover something else about Marshall. Marshall is a sports fan. And since you're from the Bay area, do we even need to talk about your team, what your team is? We, we do because we need to clarify that it is not the Las Vegas Raiders. It is the San Francisco 49ers. And the <laughs> Warriors. So very clearly, those are my teams. And I am a diehard fan. I holler like crazy when they're on, on the <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. On the TV. <laughs> so uh, I lived in Pittsburgh for a few years. So I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. And uh, Pittsburgh Steelers essentially hate Oakland Raiders. So that, that we do have that in common. We do. <laughs> yes, yes. It's hard to get used to Las Vegas, isn't it? Yes. Uh, for my husband, you know, that's a rub because ever since the, the 49ers moved to the South Bay, he calls them the Santa Clara. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. That's the county they're in, but it's a San Francisco Bay County. So I'm just like, well, at least they're still in the same state. OK, <laughs> now he, he is a, a Raiders. Oh, he fan. is a diehard Raiders fan. Yes, because he's from the East Bay and I'm from San Francisco. So, okay. wow. <laughs> right, so. A house divided. All right, yeah. so we have been talking about uh, sharing our football uh, interests, but let's talk now about sharing Christ. So in the introduction to the study on how to share Christ, and we were intentional to find some studies that we could do that would be how-tos. And um, so how to share Christ was one that we wanted to to bring to uh, those who are who use Bible studies for life. You make the statement, uh, Marshall, that a vast majority of people find it difficult to share their faith and you get into the whole awkward conversations and all of that. Tell us a little bit about um, your experience and how you have overcome those kind of issues um, probably early on in your life to get to the place where you have the opportunity to share the gospel in the context that you're in. I think my my first, my earliest member, memory of just sharing the gospel was I was, it was shortly after I was saved and I wasn't, I didn't become a believer until I was in my twenties, even though I was raised in a Bible believing home, I call it cultural Christianity. Um, uh, and, um, but I was traveling on our rapid transit system and I had prayed prior to getting on the, the BART is what it's called. Lord, please give someone to me, send someone to me that I can share your word with. Well, I'm on BART reading my Bible and this woman next to me kept leaning over and I was thinking, how, how intrusive she's, you know, like in my business and everything. Why is she leaning over? And she kept leaning over looking and I kept leaning away and she kept <laughs> leaning over. And then finally the Lord was like, hello. 
What did you ask me for before you left the house? And it opened up the door of opportunity, though I was terrified because Jesus is not something that you want to share oftentimes here in our area because people are so against it. That is the assumption. But she was very open to conversation. And what I learned from that uh, situation was that ultimately you just need to be bold enough to allow God to use you as an instrument and let him worry about the rest. Um, when we were on seminary at the seminary campus, we had the Latter-day Saints that came on campus to share their belief system. Wow. And really? I, oh, yes. Oh, wow. very boldly so. And I said, if I can do anything, I need to learn from them in regards to a boldness where I have the truth. Why should I be ashamed to share the truth when I'm trusting on the Holy Spirit to give me the words to speak? And I would always pray, Lord, just give me the words to say. I know I don't know every every uh, tittle and t- strike of your word, but I know enough to be able to reach this person if you will use me as an instrument. So that's kind of been my my mindset on it. And it's not always received well, but at least to what I call plant a seed of just plant a seed. You don't necessarily have to see the result, but planting a seed is what God can use us to do. Right. And as we get into this whole study, uh, Marshall, you walk us through that so well, even getting to that last session, which we'll talk about in a few weeks, where it's where you share your faith and then just leave the results, leave it in God's hands. Mm-hmm. So, but we're going to start out talking about, uh, I think, an appropriate place to start, and that is the commission Christ gave us uh, to share the faith. Uh, and the idea we want to keep seeing in this is that God sends us to tell others about Jesus. So let me just introduce this passage, and uh, I'm going to let Chris, you, and Marshall just to kind of run with this. Uh, This is the Great Commission of Matthew 28, uh, beginning in verse 18. Jesus came near and said to them, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember... I am with you always to the end of the age. Marshall, I loved your explanation of what a commission is. Will you take a minute to talk about that? Yes, most definitely. I'm a lover of words. I'm a lover of words. And I I feel like if we have a better understanding of the meaning of words, it helps us to grasp the concept that we are trying to learn. So when you look at the word commission, of course, you can see that word mission within it, but the calm, the calm, the coming together, the coexisting and working together with Christ is a thing that I think oftentimes we miss. So we're invited to be able to join Christ in this mission. That was his mission, but he's allowing us to partner with it and co meaning that we're not doing it alone. I think, you know, we were talking about fear. A lot of times the fear is in people feeling ill-equipped to do what it is that God has called us to do in this passage. But he says he's doing it with us so we don't go alone. And I think that's just a beautiful way for us to have a better understanding as to what the Great Commission actually means. Then you add to it the joining together to do this, that this is the church. This is who we are and this is our purpose. That is a that's a beautiful picture of what it means to go and to to share the gospel with people. 
I, I think that's the thing where we, if we have a better understanding of what the church's purpose is, oftentimes we can get so comfortable with our gathering, but the purpose of the church is to represent Christ in this world. And that is an active movement. And that's something that we are supposed to be actively engaged in. And these verses here share with us how Christ expects us to be able to do that and to do it successfully. I like how you said this too, that when Jesus is giving this commission, uh, and I'm going to quote you here, he didn't focus on the abilities or confidence on their abilities and confidence. Instead, he focused on the authority the father had given them. And I think that's significant, something we often overlook. Uh, I'm not going in my power. I'm going in his. Exactly. And I mean, there's there's actually a sandwich in this text in the sense of he's telling us that we're going in all authority that has been given to him. But then he also says at the very end of these verses, I'm with you. I'm with right. you. So how do we lose in that? We don't we can't lose in that. That's a good point. And so we know with this commission, then, uh, well, we're told to go. Well, we should tell others what Christ has done for us. So we're moving from Matthew 28. Uh, and as, as you meet with your group and as y'all dialogue, you're going to move now into 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5. And, I, and we're going to look at verses 16 through 19, but it's okay. Let me just read a couple of verses here. And I'm going to pick up in verse 17, which is, I think, a familiar verse for many. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Everything is from God, who has reconciled us to himself through Christ, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That's a key theme in this passage, the idea of a ministry of reconciliation. Paul says that we've been reconciled, and now it's our responsibility uh, as people who have been reconciled to take on this responsibility of helping others experience that same reconciliation that we have. This is the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, powerful reminder to us of our own experience and our need to be a part, uh, again, of what God is doing um, in our lives. Right. Very much so. In the sense of if you think in terms of just sharing what God has done in our life is oftentimes that icebreaker that needs to happen in order for people to realize the personal experience that's involved in all of this. And by sharing the fact that we, too, came from a place of not knowing Christ, but now we do know him enables others to realize it's possible for anyone but it's so important to realize that your the gift that God has given us, what he's entrusted to us, is that ministry, that serving of reconciliation. Just as we were reconciled, others have the opportunity to be reconciled through our lives. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that I shared. It's selfish when we don't think about it in that sense, where we're good. But what about others who might need to know him? It's important for us to realize that God gave us the gift of reconciliation to share with others, not just to keep it to ourselves. Sure. Somebody shared it with us, so we should pass it along. The other exactly. part of that is this is something we have experienced. We have been reconciled. Now we're going to help others to experience this as well. Um, in, this pa in this section, you do talk about some of the reasons that people give for not sharing their faith. Mm -hmm. uh, you list fear of rejection, fear of offending someone, fear of uh, not being able to share effectively. Uh, 
can you talk about uh, can you talk about some of those things? Well, fear of rejection. Who wants to share something and then you know it not be received or accepted? But again, when one of the things that I always fall back on is when I'm sharing the word of God, and even when someone disagrees with me, I tell them, well, don't be upset with me. These are God's words, not my yeah, words. Yeah. I'm just sharing them with you. And so, and but the thing about it is the reason why I'm sharing is because I care about you. The reason reason why God gave his words was because he cared about what was going to happen with, with us. And so it's not from a perspective of one of the things that's so challenging as far as not appearing to be judgmental when you share God's word, the word itself is life-giving. So if you share it from a perspective of I'm giving you a gift of life and you take it and do with it what you want to do with it, but I'm responsible for giving it to you because otherwise I will fall short in my purpose. And so just overcoming that fear and realizing that part of the way that we overcome fears is by facing them. We have to put ourselves in situations where we actually step out and experience what might happen. And I think even in experiencing rejection, once you've experienced it once, you know what it feels like. So I love that's that. A, that's a good point. Uh, this is leading us, to, for me, it's leading right into the next verse. Uh, this is verse 20, where Paul said, well, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. And we plead, we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. I like that picture of us being an ambassador. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that, too, in the sense of it gives you an understanding of the responsibility that God has entrusted in your care. You're not just a member of the body of Christ, but you are an ambassador. You're a representative. You are the one that goes and takes him to wherever it is he gives you an opportunity to go, whatever sphere of influence he has given you. That is your opportunity to be an ambassador. We've raised our children as a family on mission. And we wherever you go, if you're at school, if my son is on the basketball court or the football field, what you have to understand is you are representing Christ and you need to represent him well, because you might be the only Jesus that people will ever see or encounter. And you don't want to miss out on that opportunity. That is so valid. And because Paul didn't say here, we should be ambassadors. He said, we are. We so are. it's it's kind of the question, am I being a good ambassador or am I being a bad ambassador? How am I really representing Jesus? Exactly. One of the questions that we have um, in the senior adult version of, uh, of this study is um, how does it to ask the people in the group, how does it make you feel knowing that God has entrusted you? Uh, with this important message with the gospel? Uh, it's a great question for our uh our group members to, to grapple with and talk about together. I mean, you think about that, the God of the universe, the God who created everything has entrusted us with a very important and vital responsibility. Therefore, I mean, you look at it from a perspective of even if you feel ill-equipped, he sees his divine potential in you which enables him to trust you with that opportunity. To me, it's very humbling. I don't take it lightly at all. And because I'm so humbled by it, but I'm yet humbled and honored, 
I don't want to miss out on that opportunity. I don't want to waste time not being used for the purpose that God created me for. And and that's to glorify him. So if he's saying that I'm an ambassador because his word assures us of that, okay, God, even though I don't believe it, I'm going to walk in what you say and not my own fear or my doubts. Uh, I believe his word has far more weight and far more power than anything that I could come up with. So within that, just realizing who we are, who he says we are, is so vitally important in carrying out what it is that he says he's called us to do. So these verses is the introduction to the study. Uh, it seems to me like is a, are, are verses that help you in your life as an urban missionary um, to be laser focused and intentional um, to share the gospel. Most definitely, because you you have to look at it from a perspective of you don't know if you'll have another time to share with someone. Sure. That woman that I met on, you know, public transportation, I never saw her again. But that could, you know, that was a life transforming moment for me in the sense of me realizing I prayed and I asked God to be able to do this. And then he put the opportunity right in front of me and I almost missed it. So (laughs) I don't want to miss out on being used to reach as many people as possible. And some people have said, isn't it daunting to be in an area where Christ is not, you know, the the common popular thing? Uh, It can be, but at the same time, exciting because I never have a reason to not be sharing him because there's so many people around me who need to hear about him. And the interesting thing is, a lot of times we assume people don't want to hear about him, but they really do. We just need to be bold enough to share. Wow. So, Lynn, one of the things that we'd hope to happen is that people would get um, a glimpse into the heart of our, our of Marcel as a writer and her passion for sharing the gospel. And uh, you have helped us today to start this study off right. If you're if you're a listener to uh, this podcast, um, I think you have you've had the opportunity uh, to to hear the heart of the author and and know that this isn't just um a study that someone wrote because they were given an assignment. This is, this is a passion. This is something that she lives out all the time. So we appreciate so much, Marshall, you being with us. Thank you for um, opening yourselves up. One of, one of the things that um, I found refreshing about your writing style is that you make things very, very practical and real that anybody who reads this can say, Oh, I've thought that before. I felt that before. I've experienced that before. I've, I've always wondered about that. And, and we feel like that that will help uh, the, our groups have a great experience as they engage with this content. I hope so. And that I'm so glad you said that, Chris, because that is my goal. Whenever I share, I want to make it very practical because I want it to be where people realize, well, it's not as complicated as what I thought it was. <laughs> and, and here's an opportunity to show that. And I can share that with someone, but then others can do the same. And that's the thing to empower others to realize just as much, you know, as God has placed divine potential in each of us and the roles that he has us in, he has done the same for everyone else. So it's just a matter of tapping into it and then using it and moving forward for him to be glorified. 
Well, awesome. Marshall, thank you for, again, for writing the study, but then for sharing with our, our podcast listeners uh, today. Uh, we, we want to thank you as listeners for taking this this opportunity to, to join us. Uh, in a minute, Lynn's going to talk about some kind of promotional things and some things to help leaders. Uh, I know, Marshall, you're going to be back with us in a couple of weeks to talk more about this topic. So we're looking forward to having the opportunity uh, to hear from you again. Lynn? Yes, let me just offer to the teachers out there, the leaders of your group, uh, let me just give you a, a very practical tip. And I think I would hope this would be obvious, but as I visit classes, I discover it's not always so obvious. Leave time at the end of your group discussion for the live it out section in the book, uh, where there's just some practical ideas. What do I do with the study? Marshall has written a great uh, study. I think there's some good discussion questions that have been added. So you can have a really good, healthy conversation about the commission Christ has given us. But at the end of the day, what it comes down to is, so what are you going to do with it? The live it out section that Marshall has written there is giving you just some practical tips. So make sure that you leave time for those in your group to kind of look at those and then, okay, this is a good study. Uh, so there's some, there's three ideas there that Marshall has given us. Uh, but the idea behind those is it may trigger a seed thought for you. Hey, this gives me another idea. So another way I can put this message, uh, this truth in practice in my own life. So again, leave time for live it out uh, for application at the end. And teachers, let me just offer you this too, just uh, for those who like to really go deep into your study or spend more time into the passage. We have a, a resource, a supplemental resource called Advanced Bible Study and another supplemental resource called Herschel Hobbes Commentary. These are just uh, commentaries based on the same verses, those, focal, those verses we're focusing on in Marshall's study. But it's just unpacking the verses a little more. Uh, we found there's a lot of folks who just give me more about the Bible. I just they want to dig, dig. So there's advanced Bible study, Herschel Hobbes Commentary. Now, what's the difference in those two? I'm glad you asked. One is based on the uh, uh, Christian Standard Bible. One is based in the King James Bible. That's really, they're, they're uh, written by different folks, but that's the key difference in them. Take you so which one's which? Herschel Hobbes is the King James Advanced Bible Studies based on the CSB translation. All right. Thanks, Lynn. Again, Marshall, thank you for being with us. And we look forward to being you being with us in a couple of weeks as we continue on. Uh, most of all, thank you for writing this study. And uh, for those of you who listen, we look forward to being with you next week and the weeks to come as we study and talk together about how to share Christ with others. 